school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! Alright, here I am. It's me talking about something. So... Today I'm going to talk about something that's that's uh, you know it's it's a uh, it's one of those things that people have issues with. Um, you know when I say issues with it, I'm talking specifically about churches that take your money. <laughs> All churches take your money. Well, no, good churches receive your money as a gift. There is a difference because receiving and taking, taking by force, I can take your money. Nobody really wants to do that. <laughs> so I'm actually going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this verse. This is from 1 Timothy chapter 6. And it says, For the love of money is, the, is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Let me say that again. For the love of money is a root, is a root of of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through pierced themselves through with many sorrows so it does not this is the new king james version it does not say the root of the love of money is the root of all evil <laughs> it says the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil so in other words, if you don't treat money right, it'll jack you up. <laughs> I'm done. Done recording. <laughs> Let me put it this way. If the root of if if see money's not evil. I'm going I'm going to literally be be very straightforward here. Money's not, money itself, money itself is not evil because money itself is pretty much nothing. It's worthless it, in, until you put a value on it. Okay? So you got your $1 bill, you got your $5 bill, you got your $10 bill, you got your $20 bill, you got your, what comes after 20? You got your $50 bill, then your $100 bill, and they used to have a $1,000 bill in circulation, which they no longer have in circulation. So if you have one, it's probably worth more than $1,000. <coughs> you take this, take this concept of what we call money today, which actually started from a barter system. It was like, I got this pretty necklace, I'm gonna give you this necklace, you give me this brick, I'll build a house, blah, 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 you know, so that it was based on trade. So when money becomes, your god when that's everything you do is to have money and to just be frivolous with money that's when it becomes a root something that can dig down inside of you it's what becomes a root that can bring apart evil so and i think mainly that's because people don't know what to do with money they think once i get rich i can have a big house i can have a ferrari i can have you know all the, the all this kind of stuff when the reality is money is actually there to keep you alive <laughs> now now think about that for just a second money is actually there to keep you alive you buy a house you buy a car you pay for medical insurance you pay for medication you pay to fix your car all of that takes money to just keep you you pay for food now See, there was a time where you you went and you you killed things you know i take out my spear and i go stab a big hog and i now i get bacon right now we go to uh, a big store and buy bacon it's already done 
so we, we we don't understand you know we, we we take our paper and we trade it and, and it's slowly becoming if you go back in time and on my podcast and listen to the one called cashless and you'll understand what i'm saying here because now we're getting to where we only use a card right and eventually I believe we're going to go to a one world monetization, which means that we'll just everything will be electronic in some way, shape or form. And I, and, and I truly believe that's where we're going to go because the end times are upon us. <laughs> so, man, I'm just losing my mind. That's OK. But because because money is is people have made it more important than it really is. I, I look at per- personally, I'm not motivated by money. I, I used to be in sales and they would always be like, we're going to get this big incentive. I'm like, well, how about if I just meet my quota, go beyond my quota and live a happy life? <laughs> and they were like, I don't get you. There's something wrong with you. Or, you know, if you, if you get this many people to come to this thing, we're going to pay you a bunch of money. But I, okay, if that's my job to get a bunch of people to come in and I make some money doing it, that's fine. You know, but money's never been a real big motivator in my life. And it's probably because I have a weird understanding of it because um, I still look at you you go get a job, you make some money, somebody else pays you. And people look at that today and go, well, you need to be an entrepreneur, which is fine. If you have an entrepreneurial mind and you can go out and make some money, go do it. I have nothing against money itself. It's how it's used. Come on, somebody. That was my preacher moment. That's it's how it's used. What are you doing with it and how are you functioning with it? Are you giving? Are you helping people? Or because I, re- I really think that that money is supposed to be something that if I gain it and I'm blessed financially, then I'm, I'm blessed for a purpose to give that away to help other people. That's that's really what that's what I really d- believe we're supposed to be doing with these things. So here I am. I'm in First Timothy chapter six, and I just read uh, verse ten. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith. In their greediness. Wow. Money can take you away from your faith. See, when we read the whole verse, it's it's amazing. It's not just that cutoff. It's the root of money. Blah, right? It's actually can pull you away from believing in God because money actually becomes your God. Well, I'm going to do everything I can to make more money. More money, 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 money. Money makes the world go around the world. You know, you know what I mean? And that's actually a true statement. Money does make the world go around. If... If you're interested in politics, follow the money. If you're interested in crime, follow the money. If you're interested in anything, follow the money, and it'll take you to the root. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Now watch this. But you, O man, this is verse 11, but you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses fight the good fight and if it takes money to fight the good fight you know there's a there's a phrase that's been going around for the past 10 15 years i guess it says you know the gospel is free but presenting it is not now here i am i'm presenting the gospel i have a 150 dollar microphone i have a hundred dollar mic stand i got a, a board that costs so much money i got a my ipad my iphone my camera that you're watching me on it all costs money to present it now, I made the decision to use my money to get these things, to get this word to you today. I also got some help. Somebody gave me some money. We, I, I call it an, an angel investor to help purchase the items required to make the sound quality good. Better than it was when I started. Go listen to those ones. <laughs> so money was put into this concept, this podcast, 
in order to present the gospel in the way that I bring it, which is 100% me. This is my thoughts, my way of thinking, and, you know, nobody's behind me, you know, backing me and telling me what to say. So I get to say, I get to say what I want to say. And today I'm talking about money and how it jacks you up. So if you're not focused on what you're doing with your money and you're just throwing it away, what's the purpose of it? So if you have a focus on your money, you know, and, and, and I'm not going to, I'll be, I'm going to be honest. I'm a tither. I give my 10% and I give beyond my 10% for certain things that I totally believe in and I will give extra. And if a homeless person comes up to me and asks for me for money, I don't just instantly give them money. I, I will, I will actually communicate with them and say, Hey, what are you going to use it for? Don't lie to me. <laughs> And sometimes they don't lie to me and I won't give them money. And sometimes they lie to me and I will give them money and then I'll be really upset at myself later. But I remember a time where I was, I was out getting water. We go to a water place and we fill up our big giant water bottles and this guy walks up and he's got, his, he's got a girl with him. I don't know if they're married. I don't know if they're a boyfriend, girlfriend or what. And he asked me, he goes, hey, do you got any money? And I had just told my wife before I left, I got, I got like $60 in my pocket. And I wonder who's going to take it today <laughs> because that's kind of how I am. <laughs> Who am I going to give this to today? And so these guys come up and he goes, we're just going to the store. And there's a market right across the street from where I get my water from. And, and he goes, I'm just going over there. I'm going to get some groceries. I'm going to get some diapers. And I said, look, you better do what you say you're going to do because I'm going to give you some money and I would enjoy you know, you actually using it for what you say you're going to use it for. And he goes, oh, yes, sir. He, he was like really adamant. I was like, okay. So I just reached my pocket and gave him everything I had, which happened to be about 60 bucks or so. And so I give him that and I'm filling up. I have like 10 water bottles. So five gallons a piece. I got my hose. I'm filling up my water bottle. And, and when I say that to the five gallon water bottles, I'm not just filling up these little dinky water bottles, right? So I'm just finishing up and he comes back across the street and he goes, oh, thank you so much. And I'm not saying this to make myself feel good or to make you think that I'm great and all this stuff. I'm saying this because it generally helped somebody. And I was like, I don't know if that was my last 60 bucks, if it was my first 60 bucks, if it was after I paid tithe, gave tithe or, or what. I just know that I handed this man $60 and he went and got stuff that he needed beyond what he needed. And I thought, man, this is, this is what money's for. You know, it's really this to help somebody else out. And if you're blessed to, to receive it and you should be able to give it away. And, and what's, what's the verse I just read? I got, I got all kinds of notes all over the place today. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things and before Jesus Christ, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless, until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the, is the blessed and only, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who, was, who, ha, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproached light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. And give, give you the honor and love of God to people, you know? And if that's through your finances, that's a great way to do it. You know, I, I know a lot of churches during our COVID time that have totally shut down. They've just, they, they closed completely. And then a lot of churches actually thrived. And I'll tell you why they thrived. Now, you know, regular people are going to be upset. Well, it's because good, solid believers 
that understand the tithe and the offering continued to keep churches alive. And it was really truly nothing that the pastors did except to teach people how to give. Come on, that's the truth. I know some churches actually received more finances through this time than they did during their regular services. Come on, you know, and I know some churches are uh, huge, giant ministries, you know, and and I'm going to put it to you this way, pastors that, that aren't stealing it <laughs> because they're out there, just like there's bad cops, there's bad pastors. Not all of them, but they're out there. I'm not going to, you know, but when, when, when you are a good, solid believer, you understand the tithe, you understand the giving, you understand how to, what, what it does for the community of Christianity and the community of God and his kingdom. And you understand what it does for that. So if you are in a financial place where you can just give, 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 then that's probably the way to do it. As long as it's not focused on your purpose, that's a root of all kinds of evil. I gave my tithe and I get the third seat back from behind the pastor to the left one. That's my chair. Blah, blah, blah. Cuss word, cuss word. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, so you have to understand that there's a purpose for giving. And I know, I know companies that give into, um, if, if, go look this stuff up. There are large companies that give exactly 10% a tithe into charities. And those tend to be the companies that thrive. Pay attention to that. Stock market people, pay attention to that. Because those are the companies that you want to be a part of because they're giving at least, at the, at the minimum mark, 10%, because it's a biblical thing. Now, I know that there's greedy companies that give and that there's rich people that are philanthropists, or I hope I said that word right, that go and they just they give into communities and they do these kinds of things, but they do it for their own purpose and not, not for the kingdom, so they make themselves look good. That might be a root of some kind of evil because you have to look at the purpose as to why people are doing things, you know? I don't give I don't give my stuff away to just give my stuff away. I don't give my stuff away to make myself feel good. Um, I'm about to go donate a $500 uh, chair and table set, and I actually put it out in my front yard so that somebody might take it for free and I, I did try to make 50 bucks off of it, you know, and I mean, from the time, the time it was purchased compared to the time it is now, 50 bucks is a heck of a price and nobody wanted it. So now we're going to go donate it. So somebody else will gain from it. And the place that we go donate at is not the big marketplaces. We go to this little place. They have a, a, a youth camp in town and they make some money off the stuff that this youth that this uh, thrift store does and it circulates and it gets around. And I'll tell you what, I have never... You know, um, this is something I've learned about 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 giving and, and the way money works. Is if I give it away, I get something back in return. I didn't say now catch this. I didn't say I get more money back in return. I get something back in return. I get a receive a blessing. Um, Luke six twenty three. Give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaking together, pouring over that men will give into your bosoms. Now it doesn't necessarily say that that's money. It's just give. Giving has to become a an aspect of your life that you just start to actually function with and do. And, you know, um, I'm going to tell you another story. We were at the grocery store one night, me and my wife, we, we, we stopped in. We didn't even have to go there. There was no purpose for us to be at the grocery store. This was a couple of years ago. And uh, I think we went in to get like ice cream so we can just sit around the house and eat ice cream because I love eating ice cream. 
And we're, so we go in there, we get our little thing, and the person in front of us, of course, we choose the shortest line that takes the longest. Anybody been in that situation? So we choose this line, and we, we decide to, to we're, we're standing, and we could ship lines, we could trade, we could do whatever, run around and try to figure out how to get through faster, but we're patient people, and we're just like, whatever, we'll just stand here. So the guy in front of us with his whole family writes a hot check. <laughs> Anybody that pulls out a checkbook today more or less is trying to, to write a hot check. So we're, we're kind of, we're watching this go down and we're like, wow, this is happening right before our eyes. We haven't seen this in a long time. We've actually done this before in the past. You write a float a check until your paycheck comes. If you understand that terminology, if you're too young to understand that, go ask your grandpa. And, <laughs> and so you know, I mean, we've been there. We've, we've, we've been in that boat and we've made the attempts and we've tried to do things, you know, incorrectly. I'm not going to lie. And uh, so we're standing in line and we, we, they, their check bounces. It's no good. They give them their little card. It's called check systems, whatever. And they move their basket aside and they're making phone calls and on their whatever. And so we go out to my car and we're, we're I'm sitting there and I'm like, hmm, I really feel like, you know, let's go find out how much it was and take care of it for them. So we come rolling back in. There's like nobody in the store. It's like, it's a really strange day. We come rolling back into the store and I asked the cashier, I said, how much was their basket? And it was like 160 bucks. I'm like, oh, I got that. I said, I'll, I'll take care of their, their groceries today. I did not ask them, you know, to put anything away. I did not ask them, you know, to take their alcohol out. I did not ask them to, I just wanted to take care of them. And so I paid for their groceries. This man broke down and cried and never something like that had never happened to him before. And I'm going to be honest, I did not tell him I was a pastor of a church at the time. I just said, be blessed and be happy and feed your kids, you know, and told him that we loved him and walked away, you know, just being a good person. And uh, I wasn't trying to get anything out of it. I didn't go hunt this guy down later. Oh, you owe me $200 with interest, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, which I've had people do to me, you know, and. So we just wanted to be a blessing. And I think that's that that's what money's actually all about. It's there to be a blessing. And if you can bless your church with it through your tithes, and you can bless your church through above and beyond your tithes through your offerings, those are the things those are some of the things that you should do. If you could bless people that are doing something that are helping you out in life, help them out. You know? Give them a box. You know, give them a, a box of food. Give them something. You know, if if you know people that are struggling right now through COVID, talk to them help them out financially if you have it man go go take care of some people it, because th that's the right thing to do don't let money become a root of something evil in your life don't let it drag you down don't let it pull you away from the love of god that's basically i guess the easiest thing to say is you can't let money do that to you so yeah you know i live in a nice house i drive a nice truck and my wife drives a nice car Almost everything is going to be paid off here pretty soon, you know. So, I mean, God's been taking care of us through all kinds of great turmoil. If you, if you ever, one of these days, I'm going to actually give you my whole testimony across the board and, and how we've lived financially and all that kind of stuff. But this is, the, this is the real deal, is learn to give financially, stuff, whatever. Give biblically and you'll receive biblically and you'll see blessings come. And don't let it become your focus because that's where the root takes place. The evil root takes place where the finances become your focus. And that's all you ever think about. So I just want to give you that today. I know today went a little bit long, but I just, I really felt 
when I woke up this morning, even though I woke up a little late, and I'm getting this out there a little late, that this was something that somebody needed to hear today, and I'm just putting it out there. So do me a favor, go to church on Sunday, which is coming up. Make sure to go to church on Sunday. Support your pastors, pray for your pastors, love your pastors, serve in the ministry, and have a great, fantastic weekend. Right on, right on.